Look, the neighbors. There they go again. Jeez, it's like clockwork. Every weekend, he grabs his clubs, she grabs a duffel, and they're gone for the night. And when they come back, they look so relaxed and happy. Where do you think they go? Well, they're not rich, so it must be affordable. Maybe some kind of marriage retreat? Oh, right, with golf clubs? And she looks so refreshed. We could use some of whatever it is. Go ask them when they get back. Well, they're back, and you won't believe it. Surprise me. They've been going to Casablanca Resort in Mesquite on that $99 room and golf getaway. Sometimes they go for the $99 room and spa getaway. They love it. Hey, we could afford 99 bucks, and it's only a little more than an hour's drive. Let's treat ourselves. Book your $99 room and golf or spa getaway today at mesquitegaming.com or call 877-GETAWAY. Casablanca Resort in Mesquite, just like Vegas used to be. Must be 21 years or older. And welcome to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network, 94.9, 96.9 FM, The Drive. I'm your host, Coach Jim Bola, and our Vegas Golden Knights continue to impress uh, yesterday, playing the Dallas Stars, suffering a 14-and-a-half-hour delay in travel from Colorado in winning the game in overtime um, against the Dallas Stars last night, the 3-2 victory in overtime. And it was uh, just amazing for them to play back-to-backs, number one, just tough enough. And then they have flight delays that cost them so much time that they got there three and a half hours before the puck drop, um, which is not good. As a coach, I know all too well how it can affect your team. Uh, the Knights are beat up you know, physically with a number of people. They've got at least six, seven guys injured. Last night they had another one. William Carlson took a puck, went off the ice and didn't return. But they had some great play from some of the youngsters on the team. And you have Brissat with his first save, 32 saves last night. And uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how the Vegas Golden Knights recover now. They play Friday at home. Um, Danadoff scored the winning goal in overtime. Marsha Show tied the game up. So uh, we've got interviews from the Vegas Golden Knights with Coach Pete DeBoer, head coach of the Vegas Golden Knights, Jonathan Marsha Show, uh, Danadoff, and Brissat. So we're going to bring those to you right now. And these are all courtesy of the Vegas Golden Knights. Jonathan, it was a crazy day. You lose another man whenever you're out there, but you guys dig deep and come back. What does it say about the character of this team? Yeah, we were still uh, looking for that character. I think we had a rough go uh, before getting on the road, before those two games. And I think uh, with those two uh, momentum games, we can turn it around a little bit and uh, start playing some good hockey. And 
uh, a resilient team like we are, and uh, we showed it tonight, and uh, it feels good. How did your game-tying goal, how did that develop? Uh, it's just a good forecheck uh, by uh, uh, Chandler, Carly, uh, Stevie, uh, Stevie Smitty. Got buried from behind there, so uh, it was a good forecheck, obviously, and uh, we were able to recover it. And uh, Shea made a great job just to take middle heist and just uh, lay it on a tee for me, and I was able to get it, uh, get it on net and got lucky. Seemed like you were really in attack mode, and then it finally paid off. But what was your personal mindset going into the game? Because it seems like you were all over the place. Yeah, uh, obviously we had, we had a lot of uh, adversity uh, since last night, and uh, uh, when when you're a professional hockey player, there's no excuse. Uh, you come, uh, you you put your work boots, and uh, that's what we did uh, tonight. And um, we kept it a close game, and uh, we were able to get it to the last minute, and uh, it was it was a big game. Up, and, up until your goal, what, what were the stars doing to contain your attack? I, th I thought their forecheck in the first and the second period was uh, uh, amazing. Uh, they were uh, we we, had, we were having a hard time getting out of the zone, and uh, uh, but uh, LB kept us in the game. Uh, obviously, we were trying to help our D in the D zone as well. Uh, but I thought our, the, the way we came out in, in the third period it was the best period, and we were uh, we were dangerous. We were holding on to pucks. Uh, in the ozone, making the right plays, and we uh, we were generated a lot of scoring chances. So uh, um, I thought our third period was uh, was our best, and we were able to to get the win. What did you see out of Bursois in his first start as a Golden Knight? Uh, I heard great things about him, and uh, definitely uh, was really happy for him. Obviously, it was his first game, and uh, with all the adversity we were facing, we wanted to show up for him and show him that we want to work for him. And uh, he, and he definitely worked uh, hard for us, and he made uh, an amazing save there at the end to 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 get us go to get our team going to overtime. So uh, um, it was a big game for from him, and uh, hopefully he can have a lot of confidence going to his second game. Walk me through the sequence of that goal first. I don't know. Just Wazir. Uh, I think he's just pretty much a his goal. He's get it to drop down. Get a puck for me. I just stop it from the net and What have you seen out of him since the two of you have played together? I mean, he's a like great guy, like great liney. You know, working hard. You know, like he's like listening, communicating, like like everything like easy with him. Um, last night you ended up getting credited with the empty net goal, but I imagine that one felt a little bit better. How does it feel to get your first true non-empty net goal and to do it in that fashion in overtime? <laughs> I mean, like, like all all that matters is win. Like, I like I, I don't try to think about about the goals and like points. Just win all the matter. What does it do for the team? Last night you hold on to a tight win. Tonight you come back to win in different ways like this. How does that pay off as the season goes on? I mean, you know, like long season, like every game is different. Like any situation, I saw like last night we had to do the hold the score and uh, this night we had to get it back so but I think we did well we won both games Lauren a lot of game changing saves for you but you have to walk us through what you saw on that one with about 20 seconds left on Glenn Denning um, I mean it's kind of a blur at this point uh, I just remember it come laterally on my left I was all uh, desperate to get over there and then I kind of got screened a bit and then all of a sudden the pocket to my right and I tried to make a quick play Got a pad out, was lucky he didn't get it up, and, and then that's all she wrote.
It's your first regular start of the season. I know that most goaltenders are very routine oriented. So the day is all thrown off. How did you feel throughout the day and as the game went on? Yeah, I, uh, I was fresh. I didn't play yesterday, so I was I was lucky for that. And um, I got my routine within any sort of day schedule that we have, so it didn't really bother me. What did you see from the team as they started to make that push there at the end? Yeah, it was great. Um, I thought our, our guys did a great job of of weathering the storm in the first period and, and getting the, the plane legs and travel legs out of us and, and making the smart choices and, you know, uh, chipping pucks out. Um, it's cliche as that sounds, but you know, not uh, not trying to complicate things and, and just weathering the storm. And then when we uh, when we had our chances, we buried. Whenever you look at the way the team won last night, it was a tight game. They had to hold on to the lead and survive some surges. And then tonight, it's a come from behind win. How much does it pay off as the season goes on to have these different kind of wins? Exactly. Um, you know, being able to get up and then hold it um, is huge. And then tonight, being able to come back. Um, even in a tight game like this, it's a character win, and, and it's, uh, it's a sign of a good team. Thanks, Lauren. Thank you. And welcome back to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Station, 94.9, 96.9 FM, The Drive. And Mark Davis, they have the owners' meetings. NFL owners' meetings are going on right now. And Mark Davis, a, a bunch of things that he made comments on yesterday, but one of them we're going to talk about right now. Um, and this is according to Vincent Bonsignore of the Review Journal. Mark Davis explains reasons for Mark Bedane's sudden departure. Um, Wednesday, Davis acknowledged the team had reached a contract settlement with former coach John Gruden and revealed what prompted a sudden departure of three office executives in July. After speaking at the NFL owners meeting on Wednesday, Davis did not reveal terms of the settlement. Gruden received a 10-year, $100 million contract in 2018 in return to coach the team. Davis said, the team's overpayment of taxes it may not be able to recoup led to the resignation of team Mark Bidane, Bidane CFO Ed Villanueva, and controller Araxi Grant. I think it's pretty much clear now, or I don't know if it's clear now, but it was an accounting irregularities, irregularities, Davis said. That's why you see the CFO leave, the controller leave, and the president leave. That's what it was. He declined to say how large the overpayment was or the exact nature of tax, but said the team would not necessarily get that money back because of the statute of limitations. Uh, he said the issue may have originated in Oregon. So this is all kind of fuzzy. It's all up in the air uh, right now. But uh, Mark Davis uh, talking about why Mark Bedane and three other executives left suddenly left the team and tying it to an overpayment of taxes. Um, then Davis went on to talk about um, the John Gruden situation. Um, so he said it was very interesting. Davis' comment was, we all have our demons in our life and we have to understand. Uh, Davis wondered about the timing of the leaking of the emails and said he was not given a reason for the delay in his team being told about them. The NFL has not and will not be releasing documents from the independent investigation of the Washington football team saying the league is protecting the identity of those who testified. Uh, Gruden's emails were to Bruce Allen, former president of the Washington franchise. 
Davis would like to see their league release the written report of the investigation. Congress has also asked for that. Uh, I would like to see some things that were charged, he said. He also gave a lukewarm endorsement of the Raiders GM, Mike Mayock, who was hired by Gruden, which is very interesting. Mike Mayock is the GM of the Raiders, um, Mark Davis said. I will not speak for the future right now. He is the GM of the Raiders. After echoing the sentiments of his late father, Al Davis, Pro Football Hall of Fame owner who battled the NFL for years, Davis noted about the way his team has drawn was drawn deeply into the Washington investigation. We're Raiders. We're used to this. Gruden resigned earlier this month after derogatory emails he sent between 2011 and 2017 were made public over a four-day period by the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times. Those emails were originally uncovered during the league's internal investigation into work misplaced misconduct, uh, workplace misconduct by the Washington football team. Washington football was subsequently fined $10 million, dropping a bucket to Daniel Snyder. Um, Davis indicated the NFL had Gruden's emails for months, but he was not made aware of them until October 7th by the Wall Street Journal. Uh, that would have been one day before the Wall Street Journal reported the contents um, in which Gruden's used racial trope to describe NFLPA chief DeMarie Smith. Three days later, the New York Times reported on newly uncovered derogatory comments by Gruden in emails. Uh, by that evening, Gruden submitted his resignation. Uh, Davis said he has consistently said he didn't condone what Gruden said in those emails while pointing out that the Raiders have historically stood, stood for in terms of diversity, inclusion, and social justice. I think Mark Davis has a legitimate point with... Uh, the timing of this whole investigation. And again, the Raiders have that mentality. And it's us against the world uh, whenever it comes to any of the NFL. But you have to really, if you sit down and you look at it and they're saying the only emails were from Gruden, out of 650,000, uh, they're refusing to release the report, saying that they're trying to uh, protect the privacy of individuals that cooperated with them. Um, and it just seems like it was a situation where someone was after John Gruden. You're listening to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network, brought to you by the Casablanca Hotel and Casino in Mesquite, Nevada. In 1925, Modelo began brewing beer for those who believe in better. A model beer, steeped in the tradition of tireless effort. A rich, Pilsner-style lager for those who wear their heart and heritage on their rolled-up sleeve. Since our first batch to every bottle raised today, we've proved that it doesn't matter where you come from. It matters what you're made of. Modelo Especial, brewed for those with a fighting spirit. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. And welcome back to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network, 94.9, 96.9 FM, The Drive. I'm your host, Coach Giambola, and it is Rivalry Week here with UNLV Reno playing for the Fremont Cannon. Um, Reno, a 21-point favorite right now. Uh, game is at Reno. So we're going to have Coach Aurora, and this is, comes from Paloma Villacana from the Reb Zone Fox 5, uh, with her talk about Coach Aurora and getting ready for Reno, but also about the Reb Roller 
And if you haven't heard about this, this is a gigantic slot machine that the Rebs have on the sidelines. And whenever they do something worthy, recover a fumble, score a touchdown, uh, they run over to the slot machine, pull the slot machine. This was donated by IGT here in Las Vegas. So pretty unique for college athletics. We've seen the chains. We've seen uh, all kind of crazy things on the sidelines, belts, um, things of that nature, but nothing like the Reb Roller. So here is Paloma Villacana talking with Coach Marcus Ferraro about the Reno game and then talking to a young lady named Shelby McIntyre who is in charge of recruiting for the Rebels. And her and her group came up with this concept about the Reb Roller.
trash cans, you name it in college football. But have you ever seen a turnover slot machine? No, only in Vegas, right? The Rebels introduced the Rebel Roller against Utah State and it quickly caught national attention. The Chuck Wagon was the first Rebel to ever pull on the handle on the Rebel Roller and his 75-yard touchdown against the Aggies. And a UNLV football game will never be the same. We caught up with Coach Arroyo's staff to find out more about how the Rebel Roller landed at Allegiant Stadium. Shelby, how did this idea come about of the slot machine on the sideline? So we we started this back in May. We wanted to do a cool like Vegas themed prop. So ultimately we thought about quite a few things. It ended up being the slot machine. Um, you know, four or five months later we got it. So it was it was a cool process, but yeah. What has been the reaction from the players? Have you heard from them that they love it? Yeah, I think I think they're really excited. Coach Rose showed it to them last week. Um, Welcome to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network, 94.9, 96.9 FM on the drive. And with us, we have a very interesting young lady, Leslie Adderson, and she is the beverage director for Mesquite Gaming, located 80 miles north of Las Vegas. Mesquite is a growing resort destination, and Mesquite Gaming has two facilities up there, the Casablanca Resort and the Virgin River Hotel. And it has one of Nevada's hidden gems, Catherine's Steakhouse. So, Leslie, welcome to Coach's Corner. Tell us a little bit about uh, Catherine's Steakhouse. Uh, well, um, you know, Las Vegas has long been known as one of the top culinary destinations in the U.S., perhaps the world. And just a short drive away, locals can enjoy a weekend getaway in Mesquite and dine at the award-winning Catherine's Steakhouse, along with a wide-ranging uh, menu of delicious steaks, seafood, and appetizers, guests can enjoy an extensive wine list. So in your wines, are, you have a number of different wines. You have them from all over the world, basically. So tell us a little bit about uh, what wines you have. Uh, some of the wines we have are, you know, some of the, the more popular wines we have. We have Santa Margarita. Uh, it's a Pinot Grigio from Italy. And it's only $29 at Catherine's. In Las Vegas, a lot of restaurants charge as high as $70 for that same bottle of wine. Mm -hmm. And we also have uh, Heights Cabernet. It's a very popular Cabernet out of California. And we charge $72 on our wine list while it's sometimes $130 in Las Vegas. So I think you see like a, a really good deal when you come to Catherine's. Um, we have selections from Italy, France, Australia, multiple regions across the U.S., and much more. And we'll, we'll find the perfect pairing for your meal when you come in. Yeah, now that leads me to this question. So how do you decide, um, 
for a person like me that doesn't really imbibe, so would your would the waiter recommend to me a pairing with a certain so if I was having a steak, so would mm-hmm. would they recommend a, you know, here's your choices one, two, three. If I had some seafood, uh here's your different you know, it would be a different choice I would assume, correct? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, with with a steak, you know, a fatty food goes with big bold wines. So we would recommend something like our uh, our stag's leaf cabernet, or and also some acidic foods. Uh, they demand acidic wines. So I would go with like a dry white wine, like a Sauvignon Blanc. Uh, we have a Kim Crawford out of New Zealand that's just wonderful, and I'd pair that with our Ville Picotta, which has a lemon butter sauce. You see, the two acidic wines would go. Uh, the acidic wine go really well with that lemon butter sauce. And, you know, also spicy foods. We do have a, a seafood Diablo on our wine list. Not our wine list, our regular menu, excuse me. Um, and I would pair that with maybe a, a Riesling, which has a little bit of sweetness to it, so it kind of offsets the heat of that. Um, and also sweeter wines demand sweeter, uh, sweeter foods demand sweeter wines. So like, we have a fabulous tiramisu that I just had last weekend for my son's uh, birthday. And I would pair that with the Stella Rosa uh, Moscato de Asti, which is a, a sweet wine with a little bit of bubbles in it. Oh, okay. really well. Okay, so uh, that's one. I guess that's one of the perks of the business is that you have to you have to make sure these wines are acceptable to your customers. So you check them out first, correct? Oh yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> perk of the job, I guess you could say. <laughs> now Catherine's um, is open seven days a week, correct? Yes, it is. Okay, and yes, from five gonna... from five to nine. Yes, go ahead. And mm-hmm. uh, and re- reservations are recommended, correct? Oh, definitely. Yes, you, you definitely want to get reservations. We do have a great bar that you can come in and set out if uh, we don't have any openings and reservation. But we always recommend reservations. Okay, and yeah, uh, you can make those on uh, the Casablanca Resort dot com, or um, we actually have reservations on Open Table as well. Oh, okay. That's uh, good to know. And as you as you were talking about the value of the wines, um, it's also my and I've seen the prices for Catherine's. It's the same with the mm-hmm. pricing on the food. I mean, the food at Catherine's, if you brought it down to Vegas, would be two, three times the price. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. We have we have uh, all of our beef is USDA prime beef. And for just a, a, a filet mignon, an eight-ounce filet mignon, with milk, $36, the baby should be paying easily twice that. Yes. It's yeah. just a great value here at Catherine's that we offer. Well, that's guess. that's why it's called Nevada's Hidden Gem, Catherine's Steakhouse. And it's also been voted one of the most 100 most romantic restaurants in the country, correct? Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah, my, my husband and I frequent Catherine's regularly, and uh, <laughs> we've spent many anniversaries and birthdays in Catherine's, and it, I can attest myself that it is a romantic restaurant for, for anybody who would like to come and celebrate something meaningful or just get away and have a nice romantic meal. Well, she is Leslie Adderson, and she is the beverage director for Mesquite Gaming up in Mesquite, uh, Nevada, with the Casablanca hotel and resort and uh, i want to thank you leslie for uh, educating us on um, the wine choices that they have at catherine's i oh, know thank you I, I appreciate the time we spoke